to the Boulder City Podcast, where we focus on the people, the places, and the events in our small town. Today we feature a discussion with Judge Victor Miller, Boulder City's Justices of Peace, for the last 30 years, with over 40 years serving the town as a municipal judge. Although his name is on the sample ballot, he's not going to be on the primary ballot in June or on the general election ballot in November. His accomplishments as a judge are too long to be listed in one podcast, but his formation of the drug court in Boulder City has had a tremendous success rate, and his involvement in the construction of the city's courthouse are just a few of them. Three candidates have announced their intention to run for the Justice of the Peace, and Miller explains the complexities of the job and the hours required to serve in that position. He sat down with me in the courthouse office in Boulder City in late February. Welcome to the Boulder City Podcast. My guest today is Judge Victor Miller. Uh, Judge, thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, you've been in office for a long time in this town, and uh, um, and now you you want to step down as Justice of the Peace. Uh, I, I, that's what I understand. Uh, can you confirm that? And because uh, you you were on the sample ballot, so people are a little bit confused about yeah. that. Well, I, I've not seen the sample at the ballot, um, but uh, yes, I my. Uh, present term expires January 5, 2025. Okay. And then uh, the next term would begin on February 6th. Okay. And uh, so it requires an election every right. six years for this position. And uh, so I've been doing this for 31 years as Justice of the Peace right. and 40 years in uh, as municipal judge. And uh, I thought maybe... Uh, there are other things I could or sure. do in, in my life. Um, I love doing this, but uh, so initially I uh, filed to run for a next term, mm -hmm. planning probably to retire the next August. Okay. Uh, so th then I thought that that's just, I don't think, fair to the voters mm -hmm. to run for uh, a, a, a six-year term and then retire nine months into that, yeah. uh, I, I think it's just best for them to pick who they want to be the next judge. So I withdrew my application okay. to run. So do you know whether or not you'll be on, on the, the ballot? Uh, this is a June election, correct? It's a, there's a primary in June, uh, and then the general is in November. Okay. I should not be on the um, any ballots. Okay, great, yeah. great. So I understand you want to remain as a judge on the drug court. Um, Explain how, well, is that true? Let's start with that. Okay. <laughs> well, the, um, you know, there, there are two courts right. here. There's the municipal court and the justice court. Mm -hmm. The justice court is elected. Mm -hmm. The municipal court is uh, elected or appointed mm -hmm. by the, the city council. They can elect whether to have an election or, or to appoint someone to, to fill the statute. It says they can appoint the elected justice of okay. the peace. And that's how I've been serving as the the elected justice of the peace okay. uh, appointed to, to act as the municipal judge as well. So the city council will come, uh, you know, they'll have a choice to make mm -hmm. uh, at the end of this year as to how they want to proceed with uh, the, the municipal court as appoint the whoever's elected as justice of the peace okay. or decide to hold an election to uh, do to uh, then um, fill the position so the uh, drug court is run under the municipal court okay. and uh, I've been doing that I, I started that court and we've been doing it for like 
eight years. We mm -hmm. have almost, uh, I think, 60, 70 graduates from the program. Uh, it's been very helpful, I think, to Boulder City. Sure. Yep. It's something very satisfying as a judge to see mm -hmm. people you know, improve and change and become productive citizens, whereas just putting people in jail doesn't do anything for them or for us. Sure, so, sure. So that's uh, the, and then, uh, so, uh, you know, some uh, people have asked if I would continue to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I said I'm available to help in any way, and uh, whether it is as, you know, continuing as judge or mm -hmm. as a senior judge. I, I plan on becoming a, a senior judge, which is uh, the Supreme Court appoints judges that then can sit anywhere in the state, basically okay. substitute judge. Okay, great. And uh, then and I can help out in any way that that mm -hmm. uh, I'm asked to do. So. Okay. Well, let's talk about setting up the, jug, ju the uh, drug court. We had uh, Doug Shepman on the podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, I know he played a role in that. Uh, and it wasn't something that was just automatically set up. You actually had to, had to go through the process of setting this up and getting the program in place, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, the the first drug court was in like 1990 in Florida. And then a, a friend of mine, uh, Jack Lehman, who mm -hmm. is a district judge in Las Vegas, heard about that program, brought it back here and established the third drug court in the United States here in Las Vegas. Uh, and, and so I was, uh, I practiced law, um, Usually on the opposite sides from uh, sure, from right. Jack, we right. uh, <laughs> we opposed each other a lot mm -hmm. uh, in different uh, personal injury sure. civil cases, right. and uh, and through that uh, you 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 gain a relationship and a friendship when you're sure. you know go, going to a lot of depositions and trial with right. one another. So you you speak a lot to each other, and and uh, and if they're honorable people, you become friends with them. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Jack uh, left the practice of law, became district judge, and then uh, brought this program to to Las Vegas. And I was impressed with the program that provides a way for people to change rather than, you know, I, I like, I, I talk about it being turnstile kind of justice where sure. people, they have substances, the substances drive them to commit crimes. Mm -hmm. They get arrested. We put them in jail for a while. Then they get out, you know, jail doesn't cure you of sure, any right. substance abuse issues that you may have. And then they get out, they still have that issue, and then they need to fund that issue, and, mm -hmm. then, it, and then they prey on the community. Right. So, you know, I, I was impressed with the program that if you can get people to, to address the issue mm -hmm. that has them uh, create or, or commit crimes, then you know, if you can do that, you can stop the, the sure. crime. Right. And so uh, then as I'm judge here, I'm seeing people that I know that are, you know, the reason they're doing what they're in front of me for is mm -hmm. because of an underlying substance uh, problem. But it the drug court takes a lot of resources right. that, that we as a little town in Boulder City didn't have mm -hmm. those those resources. It takes a lot of counseling. It's a treatment sure, court, so right. there's counseling. There's a lot of drug testing involved. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, uh, you know, monitoring and, and keeping track of people and right. helping them stay on path. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have those resources. Um, and uh, so in the back of my mind, it was just a wish 
right. that, that sure. I could do something. And then actually, Doug uh, came uh, one day and said, we have members of the Sunrise Rotary who have in the past had substance uh, issues and uh, they is there anything that that we could do as an organization in boulder city to help address uh, that problem mm -hmm. to help people that have substance abuse right. issues and uh, we they had uh, uh, been donated or the ability of philanthropist had given them funds to to address this problem right. in sure. boulder city and so Boy, when he said that, it was like yeah. a light went off, and I know just exactly what we could do. Right. And so the Sunrise Rotary gave us um, some enough seed money that we could get a, a team together, mm -hmm. counseling, uh, monitoring, uh, testing, mm -hmm. all the things that are necessary. And so... So we took that, uh, their seed money, put together a, um, a team, mm -hmm. um, which took, you know, efforts to, because, you know, we are small. We sure. still, even though we're putting together a team, we're putting together largely a part-time team. Yeah, sure, right. And so, um, but we were able to do that and then uh, start getting people that, you know, already had a history with a lot of people that have been in here four or five times sure. in court. And, uh, and and so opened up the um, that opportunity with that, and then also with that we were able to establish a, a drug court as best we knew how. Mm -hmm. uh, then applied for and got the opportunity to go to national training, uh, the okay. National Association of Drug Court Professionals, to learn what the best practices are mm -hmm. that. Uh, that make it successful. Sure. They, you know, this is the is I learned at the at this training the most scientifically proven part of the judicial system. Okay. They actually have uh, professionals, scientists who look at the different ways you can deal with substance abuse mm -hmm. through the through the court system, and show that in fact it does lessen the recidivism. Right. Um, so we. Uh, so then once we had that training and then we had the court in place and we were able to apply for some grants. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the state of, or the Supreme Court of, the, of Nevada gives us a grant. The city also um, uh, has agreed to uh, participate in matching mm -hmm. funds to make it work. And so it, it all uh, comes to, together. And uh, so we're... Uh, so we've been doing it now for at least eight years. I don't kind of go back and look, but uh, yeah. the um, and it's uh, you know we've been successful. They they measure the success by recidivism. Mm -hmm. People that have graduated from the program, and if they've been arrested within five years, and right. that's a failure. Yeah. If they haven't, then mm -hmm. it's a success. And nationally, it's about a sixty percent success rate. Mm -hmm. We're running about ninety percent. Really? Wow! Yeah, that's so, impressive. Yeah. Well, I think I think knowing Boulder City, uh, you know, we don't have that many career criminals here, and uh, I think I think if they get the help, you know, they, they'd probably straighten out for the most part. Mm -hmm. So, explain to me the difference in between the justice of the peace and the municipal court, besides the drug the drug court. Sure. So the justice court is a um, a court that deals obviously 
um, with crimes. Right. So it deals with misdemeanors, what we call original jurisdiction for mm -hmm. misdemeanors. Right. So that would be petty larceny, uh, even because it includes the, the lake and casinos, uh, cheating at gambling or okay. um, driving while intoxicated or domestic battery mm -hmm. or, you know, those kind of things. Uh, so the misdemeanors, but it also has some felony jurisdiction in that every felony case in Boulder Township, which is basically Boulder City mm -hmm. with a little bit bigger than Boulder City, right. the, the lake... Uh, Lower Basin of Lake Mead is included mm -hmm. down through Nelson. Okay. Um, but uh, so any felony that's committed there begins here mm -hmm. uh, through the process of what we call a preliminary hearing. So there has to be an adversarial hearing to make sure that there is sufficient evidence for the case to go to trial. Right. So we do the felony cases up to prelim. And if there's uh, sufficient evidence presented at the preliminary hearing, then it goes on to district court. If there's not, then the case would uh, be dismissed here. Okay. So those that's the criminal jurisdiction. Right. The Justice Court also has a civil jurisdiction. We do just general civil cases up mm -hmm. to $15,000 uh, okay. in controversy. Uh, small claims cases up okay. to $10,000. We also do landlord-tenant cases so evictions yep. and uh, protective order cases where the, uh, we provide protection, uh, orders of protection for domestic violence mm -hmm. cases, stalking and harassment cases, um, victims of sexual assault, and um, uh, workplace protection orders. Okay. So that's... But you also do you also do minor traffic tickets. I was yeah. in your court once for rolling a rolling <laughs> a stop sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. So we do uh, and we do traffic. We yeah. do uh, and and there are some other kind of we do. They those last two legislatures changed a lot of traffic to be civil violations mm -hmm. instead of criminal violations, right. and so we do the civil traffic, and we also do. Um, what we call 48-hour hearings. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's arrested uh, has a right to be in front of a judge within 48 hours okay. of arrest. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's an adversarial position where the person's in custody, there's a, a district attorney that's prosecuting, and then a public defender who's defending. Okay. So we, we do those um, you know, within 48 hours. Okay. Now over in municipal court, we have concurrent jurisdiction, but in municipal court, it has to occur within the city limits. Okay. And it, and it has to be criminal in nature uh, with the exception of the civil traffic. Mm -hmm. So in municipal court, we're doing uh, misdemeanor crimes. So the mister, you know, if it's misdemeanors filed or happens in Boulder City, it could go into either one of the okay. courts. Um, typically, they go into municipal court just for logistic purposes i think it's mm -hmm. easier for the the police to take them to jail in henderson than to drive into las vegas okay. and put them in jail right, in las right. vegas so so uh like in the last uh, in the last few years there were some disputes in city hall with uh, uh, employees who were working for the city and uh uh things like that and, and there were suits filed would, would that go to the municipal court then 
No, um, those are, if if it's over fifteen thousand uh, dollars, which those were, right. they get filed in district court okay. in Las Vegas. So you go you go outside of the city for that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Great. So um, let's talk about about what this job entails. Uh, obviously, you know, a judge uh, <laughs> casts judgment on on the on the uh, perpetrator. So. Um, how how often uh, do you do that? You do that every day. Then it's a it's a five day a week uh, um, session here. Yeah, five or six. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, because within forty eight hours, we've been able to work our forty eight hour schedule off that we can skip most Sundays. Yeah. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so, most Sundays. <laughs> yeah. So um, so that uh, now on the justice court side. We're able by statute to share that with other justice courts. Mm -hmm. So I rotate with the other what we call outlying justice courts, uh, Laughlin, Searchlight, Good Springs, and so so it's once every eight weeks mm -hmm. that that I have to do that, and that okay. is every day, and that would be every including Sunday. Right. The way that that one's worked out through the uh, Clark County Detention Center because we had to. But the schedule time with them, and, right? And so, um, but municipal court. So we have court on. We have a session Monday morning. Mm -hmm. um, then we have a session Tuesday. Um, we don't have a session on Wednesday, and that's when I do the administrative work. Mm -hmm. Wednesdays, session on Thursday, Fridays if necessary, and and almost always on Saturday. Okay, great. So. so um, you you do then, you do everything in addition to that. Oh, okay. I'm I'm on call 24 hours for search warrants. Oh, great! And, and <laughs> the the United States Supreme Court about four years ago decided that in the, in the olden days mm -hmm. in air quotes uh, because in a in a DUI case because the body processes the alcohol or drugs. Right. Sure. Right. They, the Supreme Court said that was, you know, it is an emergent situation. Mm -hmm. You needed to take it right, right away. And so that's an exception to the Fourth Amendment. So you didn't have to, the police didn't have to get a search warrant okay. uh, if the person refused to, to provide a, a chemical sample of their right. blood or, or breath. Well, uh, about four years ago, the Supreme Court said, hey, we live in the, you know, the modern day where, you know, you can get a judge within two hours, right. you yeah. know, anywhere in the United States. <laughs> so, so now, if someone um, refuses a, a blood draw on mm -hmm. a, a DUI arrest, then the police have to get a search warrant to do so that. You, which you is, get a call in, at two in the morning, or exactly. Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and they and we, you know, the Boulder City Police are busy in that respect. I'm sure, yeah. They are. Um, I mean, this weekend there was only three. Yeah. The weekend before there were ten. Yeah. Wow. Well. So yeah. So, but you you can do that verbally. Give them the, the authority rather than having them come over to sign something. Well, they come they come over to my house. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot of traffic then. <laughs> ten in a weekend. Yeah. So. Um, you, you mentioned you, you handle everything from minor traffic tickets to murders. I would imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you balance those things? Well, you just uh, like any other job, you just do the next one that's on your desk. Yeah. Yeah. So which whatever comes before you, you're ready to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There was a, you know, a little maybe might be humorous. I don't know story, but uh, 
So I'm, we're having a budget meeting over in City Hall, mm -hmm. and uh, one of the councilmen says he's looking at the spreadsheet of expenses right. and revenues and says, Judge, your, your, your revenues were down last year. Right. And, I, and I said, you know, What's that? I said, that's all of the police. Right. I, I'm not out there arresting. I said, if you want, I can have a, hold a <laughs> sign on the corner and say, pay right. fines here yeah, if right. anybody <laughs> wants to voluntarily pay a fine. Yeah. But, uh, people don't usually want to volunteer and come in. So they're not sitting on uh, Nevada Highway coming up the hill there anymore, I guess. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think they used to. Yeah. So um, how about jury trials? Uh, do we have jury trials in Boulder City? We do have jury trials. We can have uh, jury trials on our civil cases. Uh, that's guaranteed in the Nevada Constitution, mm -hmm. a jury trial for any amount on okay. a civil case. And recently, recently, within the last five years, the Nevada Supreme Court said that uh, domestic battery is a serious offense and mm -hmm. you're entitled to a jury trial on okay. that as well. So we have, uh, interestingly enough, when I, uh, you know, I was here when we built this courthouse. Sure, right. And in the design phase, I put in a, a jury box. Mm -hmm. And they said, Municipal you know, Court, you don't do juries. Yeah. And I said, there will be a day. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, it did come. And yeah. then, and and it, it, interesting, since even though we didn't have jury trials, the there was a statute that said that you're entitled to the six people for a jury on yeah. a on a misdemeanor. And so we uh, we built this with a seat for twelve jurors. Yeah. In this last legislature, the legislature changed that to twelve. Okay. So Las Vegas, the city of Las Vegas, put in jury boxes for six people yeah. when they built their new courthouse uh, mm -hmm. about th three three years ago. And then the legislature comes and says it's twelve, and they had to they had to spend about five million dollars <laughs> remodeling <laughs> their courtrooms right. to put that in. But I foresaw that yeah. uh, you know twenty some years yeah, ago. Right. Uh, They're changing all the time, I yep, would imagine. Yep. So how 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 rare is that in Boulder City a jury trial? It is very rare, yeah. actually. Uh, we our jurors. Interesting. Uh, our jurors come from all over Clark County. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So not just we, Boulder City. Then. Yeah, we use a um, uh, the Clark County District Courts jury services, okay. and and they don't have the ability to segregate their their jury lists by mm -hmm. by zip code, and so unfortunately, we got to bring in people from. Right from all right. over, so so because of that, when we do have a jury, uh, even though we're trying to seat uh, twelve people, we send out about a hundred and eighty summonses yeah. to mm -hmm. get enough people to show up here okay. to do that. Crazy. So um, Boulder City has a reputation as as a low crime town, uh, but obviously you see you see the, all the crime that comes before you. Do you think that's true, and, and why is it? Well, I think it's true. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, it. it <clears throat> when I started, we did court uh, for an hour to an hour and a half Tuesday mm -hmm. mornings. Okay. But as Boulder City grew, mm -hmm. and Boulder City doesn't grow a lot, right. we've right. designed it that way. But the problem is, as Las Vegas Valley grew closer, mm -hmm. more crime seems to come over the hill. Right. Right. And so. So, um, but 
I forget. It's the question: Why is Boulder City low crime? Or yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's low crime? And, and, and uh, yeah. why? why I, I think yeah. compared to you know my discussions with other judges mm -hmm. in the, in the state, we are low crime. Mm -hmm. um, uh, a couple reasons: It's um, I think just because we're a little bit isolated, mm -hmm. although that's getting you know not as big of an advantage. Uh, we have people that are very aware of what's going on mm -hmm. in their neighborhoods right. and they're not afraid to call and report mm -hmm. things that are going on. Right. Uh, so that helps a lot. And just the stability of the community, we don't have a lot of, it's not as transient mm -hmm. as it is in other parts of the state. So there's a lot of, you know, good that comes from living yeah. here. Yeah, no question. Yeah. So the, the few times I've I've been uh, in before your court here, I've heard uh, I've, I've you know watched you work and you seem to be give the accused the benefit of the doubt a lot of times. Uh, is, is that is that because you you feel that that they deserve a second chance or something like that? Well, it it's maybe just more of of respecting the people that come in. Um, I think that uh, you know everyone's a you know, a human being, mm -hmm. and none of us are perfect. Right. And we come in, but uh, really, the, the thing is, I found it much easier, both in the civil part and the criminal part. People feel a lot better if they've been able to have their say. Mm -hmm. So you know, judges that come in and run, run rough shot over the people, they don't get as good a results ultimately. Right. Mm -hmm. If you can let the person, you know. I've had people that I've, I'm sending to jail sure. thank me right? because they have got, you know, they knew that I understood what, where they were and right. what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell them why I'm doing it. Yeah. And so uh, so it's not like, you know, you're, you're, you're scum and I'm going to treat you like scum. Right. Yeah. It's like you're a human, but you need to be uh, corrected. Mm -hmm. So we'll do that. But I think, you know, over the years, originally, I think I was probably more more what you might say law and order kind of person. Mm -hmm. uh, but I saw that that wasn't doing, like with the drug court people, sure, it's right, not really right. doing the community or the people any good just to throw them in jail. Mm -hmm. Plus, uh, the, we don't have a jail. So every time I throw somebody into jail, I, I'm cognizant that I'm costing the city, you know, $150 a day. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so you send somebody into jail for 10 days i just cost the city 1500 bucks yeah you know right, and we yeah. don't have a lot of resources to to do that so right. so i think early on i've tried to find other ways to to mm -hmm. deal with people and help them get the point that what they've done is not acceptable in the community without sure. uh, just kind of hammering the the jail right but we have a jail and it's there and we do use it yeah it, you know if there are just some people that you they have to do what i I call, you know, adult timeout. Right. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, um, you know, obviously the, the drug court is, is one of the highlights of, of your time in office. So what, what would you consider some of the other uh, things that, that you did for the town that, that you're proud of? Well, I'm I'm proud this of building for one, I guess. Huh? <laughs> yeah, the, the the building we've we've been able to do this. I, I financed this building through what we call facility fees. Mm -hmm. So the legislature provided a um, in Nevada. Every time you assess a fine, uh, there's a, ten dollars of that goes to the city coffers right. for use for court facilities. Mm -hmm. 
So we've we've basically constructed this building using those those fees. Okay. So and uh, been able to design it in a way that I think is uh, an efficient use mm -hmm. of uh, the space. Um, we we actually got some money through what we call ARPA funds, some uh, COVID money okay. from the federal government mm -hmm. to do some uh, some additions to add on some space. We we we've actually outgrown this a little bit as for a couple more three four more employees in the building and a place for a, a bigger jury conference room now with 12 people we it's pretty squeezed in when we right. put 12 into our jury conference room also we don't have a, a space for a, a break room here mm -hmm. so if we could have a place for the employees well the city staff came and looked at it and said it's going to be about four hundred fifty thousand dollars and we've got money in this arpa funds yeah. we can do that we just met with the architects uh last oh, probably about three weeks ago and they said you can't move a you can't move a wall on a building for under four hundred thousand really? dollars so there's right. no way you're going to get done what you need to do yeah. and it's the uh you know it's just the inflation that yeah, is uh, sure so we're in the process of trying to re-look at you know traffic flows and things to see if there's ways to yeah. to squeeze everything in mm -hmm. uh, for the money we got. Right, so it's right. a you know. But anyway, that's a, yeah. You know. So any other highlights that, that you you can point to? I mean, uh, everybody. I mean, you've been reelected all by, by a landslide every time you've come up for office, and uh, uh, people uh, have a lot of faith in you. And uh, you know, I don't want a bunch of you to blow your own horn, but but I think now is the time to do it. Okay. Well, I I think it's the um, you know like I said before, treating people as a, the way I'd want to be treated yeah. if I if I came in. Uh, you know, I I did early on. You know, people would come in and I'd lecture them. Mm -hmm. They got they got to you run a stop sign. Do you understand how dangerous that? You know, I tell right. them this, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the city attorney at the time said this is probably within my first year or two yeah. in, in uh, doing this, and he said he said Vic. They're all adults out there. They know they did wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not going to help them by the, lecturing them. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so so I you know treating people mm -hmm. as uh, adults. Um, another thing that I think has been helpful is um, I probably 15 years ago or so we brought the juvenile court into mm -hmm. uh, into Boulder City. So I do uh, through the district court. District court has jurisdiction over juveniles, but the the juvenile judge appointed me as a quote hearing master, mm -hmm. uh, and so and put juvenile cases for Boulder City, Searchlight, and Laughlin here in this court. So it's easier for people to get here uh, from those locations than to go down to sure. to Pecos and and Bonanza. Uh, also, as the the district judge says, you can you you're more aware of what your community values are, and you can help these juveniles comply right. with those those values. So so we do that. I'm I'm proud of that, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like our first look at um, uh, specialty courts, like the drug court right. was doing with with juveniles. Is mm -hmm. it's very you know uh, dealing at that time with when I established that with um, adults and, and I'm seeing no changes, I'm seeing a juvenile 
within six months go from from D's and F's to A's and B's and and getting right. along with their parents mm-hmm. and and things. So you know that that's all. Uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, no and uh, and we really are. We t- we talk a lot in our judges meetings and trainings about uh, how people perceive the courts, mm-hmm. and we really are the people's court here. Right. People in Boulder City, very few of them will ever be in front of the Nevada Supreme Court. Right. Um, very few will ever even be in front of district court, uh, but many an opportunity to come in here and and see court uh and so i to me it's real important to represent that we are a fair just Mm -hmm. branch of government for everybody that comes in so what what has been some of your more difficult decisions well you know i i don't know difficult is is you know some of the more um, challenging or, or uh, you know, personally challenging ones are like the evictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, sure. you get somebody and, you know, um, it wasn't, uh, wasn't too, you know, a matter of weeks. I, you know, I have a single mom in here. Yeah. She's, uh, she has kids. She has a, she had just lost a child and, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and they'd cut her work because, she, you know, she didn't have, juggling all sure. these things in her right. life she you know but she, she didn't pay the rent and yeah. so now you know that's a that's a, a challenging thing but on the other hand the landlord it's their business right. and sure. they've right. you know they're not welfare and so but that's a that's hard you know it was even hard for the landlord yeah oh sure yeah and uh, you know but you know things those those kind of cases are are hard or difficult yeah. um you know, the other hard part might be, you know, in a small community. I grew up here. Mm-hmm. I know people. Right. And uh, boom, and now I have somebody that you know I went to school with that's standing in front of me in chains. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, so, that's difficult. You know, kids that I that I coached in little league. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, those kind of things are yeah. kind of tough. No question. That that must be very tough. Well, um, well. Thanks for giving us the time. I, I was wondering if you're if you're going to be endorsing any of the candidates. There's f- three or four of them running now. I understand. Yeah, I I'm maybe lucky for me. I'm specifically precluded by judicial okay. ethics okay. <laughs> <laughs> from from doing that. Yeah. Um, there are three people running. What I what I think I can say is that um, when I decided not to. Uh, not to run, to, mm-hmm. to withdraw my candidacy, I called each of them mm-hmm. to let them know. Okay. So, I, so and, and uh, you know, uh, the three of them are high-quality individuals one way or the other, so I don't think uh, whoever is elected to your position will, uh, will serve the city very well. Well, Judge, thanks for the time. I appreciate it, and, and congratulations on, on all the years uh, serving Boulder City. And I know I speak for a lot of the residents here when I, I just want to thank you for your service. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed the Boulder City podcast. Special thanks to Boulder City Social for helping to disseminate the episodes. 
If you know anyone in Boulder City that might be an interesting and informative guest on the podcast, email me at rogergross at comcast.net and we'll try to get them on. Until then, we'll see you next time on the Boulder City Podcast. Podcast.